morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. To you. And you. And you. Hello and welcome to the Chaskave podcast. And that is staying in. Uh, where oh, we, yeah. uh, you know, discuss movies, TV, video games, basically media in the form of either reviews or just if we read news articles and give our opinions on them. Uh, I'm your host, Drinking Thomas Hughes. Uh, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Zenny F underscore, aka Connor O'Shea, and his teleboy background. These are my babies. <laughs> I wonder what you, I wonder what, <laughs> I wonder what we're doing today, Connor. <laughs> well, whatever it is, um, I need to be done in ten minutes because I got I got my new job at Pizza in a bit. I need to go. I need to get going. Well, you're off to pizza, and I'm doing my baby painting sessions. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. So uh, Monday in the UK, I think it was today in America, might have been. I know we got it before over the US, but. Uh, Monday in the UK, we had the release of the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie, the animated adaption produced by Seth Rogen. That is basically a reboot of the uh, Turtles franchise for the big screen. And also the little screen, because they're kind of also doing series and other stuff on Paramount Plus related to this. So, a lot of Turtle stuff from this universe, which is good. It's a, it's a good way to kickstart a universe and then spread it out so everyone else can watch it on like TV shows and stuff as well. It's a good way of... But like, obviously, like Marvel and Star Wars, you've got your movies, and then you've got your TV shows spinning off from said yep. movies. It's kind of like that, but obviously, I don't know how heavily the TV show's going to be connected to this, but we'll see when actually that comes out. But yes, we're talking about the new movie, and honestly, it's a fucking blast of a time. I enjoyed it. It's very fun. I feel like if... The best way to sum this up, if you enjoy Into the Spider-Verse, if you enjoy Mitchell's Versus Machines, if you enjoy Puss in Boots' Last Wish, these more unorthodox, animated-looking movies, then you're probably going to get a good bit of enjoyment out of this movie as well. Because you get a lot of heavily Into the Spider-Verse vibes from this, in terms of, obviously, the animation style. So uh, if you enjoyed those three movies, you'll probably enjoy this. It's crazy that two of those movies actually came out the same year as well. Mm-hmm. Well, Puss in Boots kind of came out back end of last year in America, but we didn't get it till like February. Yeah, it took a while. So technically for us, it's this year. So we've got three of those movies this year alone. We've got three unorthodox different animations this year. And I enjoy the animation style. I've been banging. Yeah, I enjoy the animation style. It's different. It feels fresh. Not the same rehash like Minions style animation. So... Why did you specifically get a minion style animation? I can't stand minions. What's <laughs> <laughs> your favourite franchise? Because like, obviously minions had that style of animation. You watch Mario as has like pretty much the same animation style. Grinch, yeah, just doesn't. Do, I just don't know. Just don't animation. Like they always use this. It's most studio, most companies you find when they've got like the animation style they like, they just keep reusing it for other things. They say, you say, just pick one. Me used the same. Obviously, then eventually Grinch used the same one. Uh, Mario used the same one. The sequel of a pets have the same sort of one. It's an illumination style. So you usually find those. Like I, sometimes if you look at some Disney animated films, they kind of look very similar. It's because, again, they're using yeah, the same studio. studio. So they're using the same sort of animation style, which is why there's a couple obviously recently where they look a bit different. You're like, oh, it's a bit better than just being a rehash. That's what we say with this. It's not just a, a rehash of the same sort of animation style you've seen elsewhere. It's Yes, it is very inspired by Into the Spider-Verse, but it's done differently to Into the Spider-Verse, I'd say. Because there's a lot of stuff that you look at it as like, I can see where the Spider-Verse inspiration came here, but at the same time, I'm like, 
it still looks very different to that movie. Yeah. Which is what you want, since it's obviously a different franchise, different company entirely. I feel like the main standout difference is the like, the the, the drawings are less flush. Like the character faces are a bit like distorted and stuff like that. Um, Doctor Woman's face is like <laughs> squished, and then you've obviously got the guy at the beginning who like makes them. Whatever. He's he's got like a bit of weird face. Yeah. Like they're not all like perfectly drawn. They're just yeah. a bit like all over the place, slightly off. Yeah. But it works because obviously it's the it's 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 the funny thing of they're harassing these for being mutants, and yet you oh, come on, have you looked yourself in the mirror lately? <laughs> oh, the humans look more terrifying than the mutants. I'm especially that sequence you see obviously when the the young and splinters in the the real world and they're all harassing. Like, oh, oh yeah. look, it's a rat man. It's like, dude, you look like a rat man yourself. <laughs> Danny DeVito pops out. I'm the trash man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it. I, I do really love the animation style with this. So there's some like, especially the lights. You can see the outline, the lights as they're drawn, which is pretty cool. Like you see the the wavy lines of like showing how the lights hit in them, which I like. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And obviously the water as well, the distortion when it's like the droplets are dropping in it is that's that's really fucking good. But yeah. Was... I noticed with like uh, the explosions as well. It wasn't just like obviously a normal explosion. It had little swirls drawn into it and stuff. Like it looked like crayons. I was like, what the hell? It's basically Pretty it's cool. meant to be the, the idea of it's the kids. So it's basically like a kids made this movie. It, it, obviously, the kid hasn't made this movie because it's uh, obviously if you look at the cr- cast credits and whatnot, it's a bunch of adults making this film behind the scenes. So it's obviously not that, but it's good that they went okay. Let's try and make it look like a kid may have made this. And so you can see that by the weird character designs, the the lines set in the animation, the explosion, the squiggles, stuff like that. You can definitely see like, oh, it looks definitely looks like a child's made this, but it's not. And that's not a dig at the uh, people that made it. I'm not saying your, your drawings look like childish. I'm saying that you, you've made it look like it's a child's made it. You know, you diss them off. I'm, I'm di- telling them right now. Yeah. Go on then, tell them. These are all drew it. The baby drew it. <laughs> I'm I'm so sorry, baby. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Ninja Turtle babies. The coming fear now. <laughs> but yeah, it, it obviously I've been. I think if you look at like the Paramount, the the three big, like based on kids stuff that they've been doing recently. So your Transformers, your GI Joe, and your Teenage Mutant Turtles. Out of all three of them, I'd say I've grew up more heavily on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and. Than the others, I'd say the Transformers. I mainly grew up with the the, the films that they played. Maybe one animation series. JoJo, many of the films. That's it. Uh, whereas Turtles, I grew up with obviously all the old films, the ones in the nineties. I grew up with the live action ones recently. Now got this. I've watched pretty much at least an episode or two of every single adaptation of Turtles. I've seen like I've read com- some comics. I've read. I've watched some of the the straight-to-DVD films they did. I'd say I grew up more heavily on Turtles. I mean, I used to have the, the set of all four of them, like a, a big fucking Turtles. I used to have the whole set. And what happened to them? Might be at the loft, to be fair. <laughs> we'll get them down. Catching dust. They're in the sewers. Oh, yeah, they've gone back home. I flushed them down the sewers when I was younger. Aww. I didn't know how they would have got down the toilet. So. <laughs> They are very fucking bulky as fuck. It's got a manhole cover. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I grew up more heavily on Turtles, so I'm always going to have a soft spot for them. I say I love the original uh, movie from the 90s. That's a really good film. The second one was a bit of a 
backstep, but yeah. it's still watchable. Yeah. Third one, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking in the third one. I can't remember what happened in the third one. <laughs> the one when they go to like ancient uh, Japan, I think it is. But the f- I don't in- think I've watched it. I've never go- watched first or second one. It's, they're on Paramount Plus, all three of them are. Yeah. I've like- never watched first or second one, but I haven't watched the third one. It's like Raphael gets trapped in like the past and they have to go and rescue him. I don't remember that. So I say some Paramount Plus. I, I remember it just being not very good. I haven't seen it in a long time, so I might rewatch it at some point. But I just don't remember it being very good. But anyway, obviously I saw the original series here and there. I had some VHSs of the old fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series, the classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I saw the the pizza episode when the pizzas came to life and started eating people. <laughs> that was fun. Um, obviously I saw the. Early 2000s series, that's one I grew up heavily on. Uh, I watched the CGI, because obviously this is the second time I've done... Yes, this. I remember the first one. This is one I had on DVD, I watched the most. It was just one I was just called TMNT. The it's CGI one? Yeah. That's, I was I about, watching that all the time. That's just about to say that. I was about to say, this isn't the first time I've done an animated movie to cinema. They did that and it flopped. Like They actually had like an entire franchise planned with that, where... Sp- Shredder was going to be a part of like the second or third film. They're going to bring him back and the Krangle and stuff. Basically, they're going to utilize a lot of like Turtles lore in the sequels because the first one wasn't heavily on it because it was like set after the fall of Shredder and stuff like that. But I remember that I watched that not long ago and I remember it's still fucking really good. It's a shame they didn't carry on because obviously you... um, I'm looking now. Right, budget was thirty four million and it made ninety five back. So not too bad. But the Rotten Tomatoes score thirty six percent. That makes me sad, man, because I remember watching that film as a kid yeah, all the it, time. Yeah, it is really... Audience like... was 60, which isn't too bad, I guess, but it's probably just because of adults being like, this film sucks. It's like, yeah, but it was for kids, like... Yeah, I was, so, I was looking, when I rewatched. it, I was looking at the score and everything, I was like, because all the, the bad, obviously, stuff against it, obviously that kind of basically hindered it to the point of, yeah, it's not doing it anymore. But then obviously they rebooted it with Michael Bay, while also just keep doing the animated ones, and... I didn't mind the first uh, live action Turtles film. I thought the first like, like proper proper live action with the CG was good. I just just the second one I thought was a bit meh. So I, I'm glad that they rectified a lot of the mistakes they've done over these years and gave us a proper good Turtles movie. Because mm. the the comedy is funny in this. the the cho- The choice of villains is different, which reminds me of TMNT for the fact that that wasn't any of their main villains. It was like some like random fucking like ancient villains that came to life. Yeah. So I like the fact that they didn't go, let's just use Shredder straight away. Let's just use the Krang straight away. They went, okay, let's use Mutant straight away. But let's swap it up a bit. Like, for example, in this, Superfly is generally just a Mutant Fly. Whereas in the actual Turtle lore, it's Baxter Stockman. So they've just linked it back to him by saying he created him, but he's not actually Stockman. So that's a big difference there already. I mean, Bebop and Rocksteady, they're literally born mutants, whereas in the actual Turtles, they're just two criminals that get turned into mutants. So there's a lot of little changes and tweaks to the lore here, but it doesn't hinder the movie. It doesn't hinder anything about it. It it works heavily since that. uh, that's obviously a massive part of the plot is them basically being created, these governments not liking it, wanting to get rid of them. And then basically them growing into actual proper big mutants, criminals. So I like the fact that they've took what you know and swapped it around a bit to the point that it's not 
oh, that's that, why did they change that? Because, oh, you know, sometimes when they change stuff, obviously, from source material, you, you look at it like, why did they change it? Stick with what you've got. I don't yeah. think this is that case. I think the change works in its favour. Yeah, it but, fits well. Like the, Obviously, with the whole storyline, it kind of fits well. I think doing it a different way would have made it a bit... Obviously so doing different. it... As them being humans turned to mutants, then the story would have completely changed. Because obviously, the, the story of this is literally them trying to fit into society as basically non-humans. Whereas if there were humans before, then it wouldn't really work as well. Yeah. I feel like this works in that favor of they are straight up just mutants from the get-go. So just like the turtles, there's a lot of comparisons you can make between the, the two teams. Whereas they say if some of them are humans, then there's not really a comparison because it's just the case of, well, they're, they're humans already. They're, they're what we hate. So having them as mutants, full-bred mutants, it's a good way of linking them together. As, as they say, they're like, basically like cousins. So it's a good way of much, linking yeah. them together. So I do I do like that change. It is really good. I mean, the cast of this movie is phenomenal. Like, they do a really good job. Like For the first time, I think it's actual kids playing the turtles. I've never done that before. It's always been adults. So it, it's, a, it's a nice change of pace that they've actually gone, okay, no, let's actually cast kids around this age as the Turtles because that makes it more believable. I mean, you can tell by the, their voices. They're not as like... If you look at, say, the live-action ones recently, the Michael Bay-produced ones, like, they're all spooky like this. Let's go. Like, really gruff voices. Whereas this one, they're like, okay, let's go. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you can tell that they are literal teens. Teenagers. Which is better than them as being adults playing teens. So I, I like that they've gone and done that. And then you've got your more established cast as your mutants in this case. So, you know, your Ice Cube, your Seth Rogen, your John Cena, your Paul Rudd, your Post Malone. <laughs> You're I'm trying to fucking remember some of the fucking other mutants here off the top of my head. I can't remember the name, but the actress out of What Was in the Shadows. Um, Rose Byrne, I believe her name is. Uh, da, 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 da. The one mutant that's just playing himself, apparently. You've also got your Jackie Chan as Splinter. Yeah. You've got. Uh, G- John Cena. Uh, I'll say that one. The, the guy from Mandalorian. John Cena. The guy from Mandalorian and Far Cry 6. The bad guy from Far Cry 6. Oh, for fuck's sake. I do know his name, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Basically, he is Baxter Stockman. Oh, uh, I can't even pronounce his name. Yeah, no, that's why I didn't want to try and pronounce it. It's is like it Giovanni. Gi- it says like Gina Carlo or something. Yeah. I ain't got a clue. I know you never had done the guy from Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, he was Baxter Stockman. Uh, I think Maya Rudolph was that weird... The one you said there's a weird face, the woman. Yeah. The one who technically the last name links to like a big part of Turtles lore. Like, who she really is. So I don't know if that's just like a, a, an Easter egg, like they just give her the last name as an Easter egg, or if it's actually going to be like a big thing in the sequels. Yeah, um, i trying to remember anyone else in the cast. I think that was all the main ones I can remember. I can't remember the actress who voices O'Neill. Did you say Hannibal? Oh, yes, uh, Hannibal, because he plays Genghis Khan, doesn't he? Hannibal. Genghis Frog, sorry. Yeah. I think that is all of them. That's most of them, yeah. But yeah, so you've got your established cast that people know and will be drawn into as the mutants, not the turtles. Any turtles, you've literally gone, okay, 
let's get some kids that may have appeared in one or two things and have them play Turtles. So I like that they've, they've split it that way. So you've got your established cast and you've got your, as it says in the end of the film and the tri- uh, credits, and introducing those four, even though you can't really, I think it's introducing them four for the big screen, not the little, because obviously technically speaking, they've all done stuff on TV or, or something already. So, But still, it's, it's nice that they had this big cast and then gone, okay, let's use these four as a way of giving kids a chance to be kids, which is pretty cool. Um, I think the action's pretty good in this as well. It, it helps that the, the music, like, accompanying a lot of the action pieces is just like... Yeah, the, the soundtrack was probably the best part for me. I enjoyed the soundtrack. I think Seth Rogen said, like, the soundtrack's reminiscent of, like, uh, Tony Hawk. Fucking on the skate games. Classic. He said it's, like, reminiscent of that when he was talking about it before. Um, but, yeah, the, the soundtrack accompanying a lot of the action sequences is really good. I mean... They've even, they've even stuck in like a sneaky little ice cube song into it, didn't they? For the the heist bit at the start when they're fucking trying to break into a shop to steal stuff. Yeah, you got to throw one in somewhere. You got a more PG one. But yeah, is, I, I I definitely think Ice Cube as Superfly was really good. Like he's very menacing. Like he he had those moments where he could be really nice to him, like oh we're we're basically the same, and then he can have those moments where he just snaps and it's just like you do that, I'm basically gonna kill you. Like I like when actors can do that, like, you, they can just snap like that. They can go from, like, being a really nice character to just being like, bang, no, remember, mm. I'm the bad guy. Fuck you. I, I think the best one, though, was uh, Paul Rudd. It's Mondo, the fucking Mondo Gecko. Mondo Gecko. Bruh. Bros here. You okay to drive? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's when he loses his tail at one point. He's like, Mikey's like, oh, my God, like, it's okay, bro. I can just grow it back. Dink. <laughs> but I do really love the last act. So you'll see a bit of it in the trailer. I won't go into too detail with it. You do see a little bit in the trailer where they're fighting a giant superfly. And it's like such a good and a different ending to one of these type of movies. Because how he- they usually do it, they like, okay, let's go polar opposite to how we'd usually handle this. I mean, you can look at it, for example, at the 2014 Turtles movie. The ending is, yeah, it's broad daylight. But the fighting on the uh, the roof without anyone being aware of their existence, like they know of this shredder guys up there fighting, but they don't know of the turtles. Whereas this, they did the polar opposite of like, okay, we know what's going on. Everyone knows because I mean, you can't really hide a giant fucking mutant fly uh, or anyone fighting it in the street because it's fucking massive. Because I mean, it's got like part whale, part horse, yeah, part fucking, everything. you name it, it's fucking got it. Which is pretty funny. I, I do like the bit. It's not really spoilery, but the bit when obviously they, they blast it and the little horse pops up and goes, and just runs mm. off. That was quite funny. He's like, I didn't need that. I didn't need that horse anyway. <laughs> but yeah, this film is, as, as well as having a really great last act, it's got a really solid, like, it's really well paced, to be fair, all the way through. It's not rushed. It's well paced enough that you're drawn in and then you can sit there for the hour and a half and it's over. Like, it's not like, it doesn't rush anything. It does it at a good enough pace. So you meet your, your team. You uh, you hear obviously they want what no, you know what they want to do. You then meet April. She's helping them do what they want to do. You meet your mutants. They're helping them. Then trying to not help at the same time. And then you got your big last act. Like it's well paced. It's not rushed. It gets from point A to point B with no issues whatsoever. And it's full. It's chock full of entertainment. Great visuals. Great music. Great acting all the way through. Yeah, a few jokes here and there as well. Exactly, a few little cheeky jokes. I mean, a lot of references in this movie to other media. 
Yeah. I mean, the amount of anime references in this is ridiculous. Like, Attack on Titan. I think uh, the shirt at the end is Jojo. Is it Bizarre Adventure? Well, I'm not sure. I'm, I know they had, like, a Gojo, uh, like, sticker yeah, on Don, his Donnie stick. has a... a the, just, jacket, just the hoodie a he has on the end has a Jojo on it. Oh, I didn't notice. I saw a picture online and someone's like, hey, look, he's got Jojo on him. Um, so obviously there's a lot of anime references there's a lot of movie references they reference Avengers Endgame I mean Tokyo Drift at one point is like he's Tokyo Drifting um, trying to think Batman there's loads of them there's even like music references in it I mean they even sing BTS at one point which is out of nowhere which it kind of the whole like them being having their last moment when they did that kind of reminded me of the 2014 one when they fall into the death and they all start saying what they basically regret in life, or basically just random stuff like, for example, Mikey shouts like, um, "I never understood the ending of Lost." Yeah. So like, it's, it reminds me of that, but instead of obviously just like them all saying random things, it's just them all those joining, having a little fun while they're basically almost dying. But that whole sequence in general did as well remind me of a scene from that same movie because they did the exact same thing in that when they're trying to extract the use from them. They did the exact same thing in that, but in a more less, yeah, happy Larry way. Because, I mean, even, even when they're going, ow, ow, it hurts, it hurts, they're still basically laughing and joking as they're doing it. Whereas in that one, they're literally just like, <laughs> like that. Like, they're literally dying from it. Whereas this one, they're dying, but they're still having fun in, on the way out. So, I, 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 there's a lot, of re- a lot of stuff I've seen here that I've seen in the other Turtles adaptions, but it's done in a different way, so it works, that it's not just a copy and paste. Yeah, it's just slightly changed up a bit. I mean, they've changed. I know they've replicated the OG movie poster for this now. The no, the popping the head. At, no, they're, they're popping the head at the sewers. Oh, yeah. so you see like New York, and you see the sewer uh, lid up, and you see them sit all all their heads in there. They've recreated that animated for the new one, which is pretty I cool. Yeah, they dropped it obviously ready for release. So I saw it. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool that they've actually got. You know, it's just actually copied like the one of the most popular turtles posters there is. So, I mean, that's like one of the best like fucking movie posters for the Turtles franchise was that um I'm trying to think of anything else here so I said I don't want to go into too spoiler details on this be- being very vague enough that it's uh, a non-spoiler review um can you think of anything off the top of your head I don't think it's, that's not going to spoil any of the story I know that's what I mean you want to try and think of something because obviously there's, there's, there's some big moments that you're like you you kind of want to say but you're like mm, kind of like, especially like, the end credits scene like the, yeah. the more fun end credit scene that ends with a big reveal like you don't want to say what this big reveal is because you, you want to but because you, you want to go oh it's this and you're like oh it's so good I can't wait for the next one but at the same time you're like that's a big spoiler that's a massive spoiler it's hard not to spoil anything because I feel like the whole story from beginning to end is obviously set up for this one big thing it's not like it splits away from whatever it's going for it kind of just sticks to its guns the whole way through so Oh, I don't know. I don't really, so, so I can't best, really think of anything else. Best way there. to explain the story is literally they they just want to be above ground. Yeah, they don't, and they to don't get want above to be ground, like, they've uh, got to shunned. they've got to basically stop Superfly. That's the best way. And then to you do. got and then you obviously got the other side of it where Superfly just wants to be accepted as well, but he wants to do it in like obviously the, the, class, the classic villain way of destroy humanity. Yeah, by making everyone mutants, pretty much, isn't it? Well, not no. people, Kill. it's like everything it, else. Yeah, it resurrects, it brings all the mutants to life and basically makes humans the pets, or uh, basically makes the mutants the hunters and the humans the hunted, essentially. 
best way is to explain it without getting into too much detail. And you've also got the government side of it that are trying to basically stop them and steal their basically ooze DNA. The classic government plot line. I mean, it's a plot line you could probably take out and you wouldn't really miss it. We kind of just, it's there, just break up little bits. Yeah, it's there to break up little bits and also kind of may play a big part within the sequels. So it's something that you can take out, but it's fine with it. In. It's, it, it doesn't affect the film whatsoever. It, it basically just, it say, adds a few more gags here and there and it breaks up certain scenes when it needs breaking up a bit more. Also, oh, He-Man song. <laughs> oh, the, oh, yeah, the whole He-Man song in between. Like, that's great. I think it's like, like the He-Man version. Obviously, it's the normal version at first, and then it just goes in, like, the four non-blondes, and then straight into, like, fucking the He-Man. It's when they're and all singing it. in the background, like, nah. It's when they're all singing it, man. It cracks me up. Especially when you see, like, the slow motion of Paul Rudd's character going, what's going on? As he falls flying. Yeah, I mean, it is a really, really good film. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. Uh, it's probably, it's probably one of my favorite films I've seen in a while. Like, I mean, I love Mission Impossible. I enjoyed Oppenheimer and I enjoyed Barbie, but I haven't seen this level of goodness in a film since probably Into the Spider Verse, in my opinion. And I've seen a lot of films since Into the Spider Verse. What are you rating it at ten? I'm always worried to know your ratings out of ten. What, what what's your rating out of ten? I want to give it eight, and not not. I don't think it's bad. I don't think the film's bad at all. I think it's just the villain was cool, but he just didn't do it for me. Obviously, the sequel might be the one that pushes it above, but I think eight's a good place to sit. It's not like the best film in the world, but it's by far not the worst. Like that's, I enjoyed that's... the overall story, but I just didn't want to give it anything higher than an eight. That's a lot lower than I thought you were gonna go. Really? I thought you, you maybe, I thought you may have been at least like a nine. Nice high. I think they got a lot of room to do stuff with. I think oh, I don't know. I, I, I like I say I think the villain was cool. He just didn't do it hundred percent for me. What were you giving it? <laughs> I just think it's a really different take on the turtles, and I really enjoyed it. As I say, I literally would refer to it in the same sort of sense of the Spider Verse and. The Puss in Boots and Mitchell's vs. Machines, all movies that are very similar in style, very similar in humour, got its dark moments, it's got popping soundtracks, it's got popping visuals, it's got a great cast. At the moment, I'm generally going to give it a 10 out of 10. 10? At the moment, I'm generally going to give it a 10 out of 10 at this moment. Look, I enjoyed everything about it, it's just like some things that I was like, oh, okay. Generally, my top three movies this year animated films. Spider Verse, Puss in Boots, and this. Like I said, I just wanted more one on one fight scenes. I think that was a bit where I was like, oh, like, obviously, this is what the sequel probably will make up for. Is the more drawn out long. It's a different type of one because obviously, these these aren't characters that you can get these heavy fight scenes out of. Like, I mean, because there's no Foot Clan in this, so that's where a lot of the fights usually happen, is the Foot Clan. This is more just them basically being idiots. Yeah. So I think it was good. It was like, obviously, the, the them finally coming back up and, like, learning how to use what they've been taught and stuff. So I think going into the next one, obviously, it depends on how the series works. I don't know if it's going to really affect the I don't have a clue. I'm not too sure. But it's going to be like, obviously, they've, they'll 
fully have learned everything, I guess, by then, like, they'll have more, like, obviously this one at the end, they kind of all come together and start using the stuff, so hopefully in the next one, it's going to be, like, them straight from the get-go, we're going to be, like, kicking ass, rather than, like, the difficult, like, build-up of, like, the turtles. I don't know. I wouldn't give it a 10. I think the art style's really cool, and I think the soundtrack's amazing. It's just that the, the story, maybe could have been better overall but i think that's just because the the villain had they had to do like the setup for the whole universe that they're making i guess but i wouldn't give it anything lower than eight i think eight's like pretty solid and it's a kid's film so it's kind of like nothing wrong with a good kid's film so, i'm not saying there's anything wrong with the kids kid, film. some just... kids films are banging <laughs> monsters vs aliens wallace and gromit i enjoy hey. it monsters vs aliens you told me the other day what you've been rated by people i'm disappointed I mean, what did I enjoy and get? I fucking love that film. You giggling there? What are you doing mm. there? Because uh, <laughs> there's two of us rating it. Obviously, it brings back the 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 overall chat cave rating, uh, which obviously is a nine, like a nine, nine out of ten. Very simple, very simple. Slap bang in the middle. One tomatoes uh, gave it ninety six percent for Iron Giant and ninety percent audience score, and yet it bombed at the box office. And killed any chance of a sequel. Oh, yeah. Assholes. <laughs> Tree. Tree. <laughs> I think Diesel, the only man who can get paid for saying a few words. <laughs> yeah, he says a few words in The Fast and Furious, and that's just family, family, family. Family. Uh, anything else you want to bring up? Um... Any news worthy bringing up? Baldur's Gate comes out tomorrow. I'm pretty sure it releases at like four in the afternoon over here, like the actual full download. Because it says Island four o'clock and we're like right next to Island, so I can't see it being else, but I'm looking forward to it. I know you <laughs> installed it and had to uninstall it. <laughs> yes, I did. Because the way they're doing the early access thing works, it's a bit annoying. Yes, it is. Because I was like, because I went to sleep, we installed it. I was like, oh, five, five, six hours. That's not bad. I'll be awake by the time it's done. Wake up. Oh, it's done. All my other installs are done. Great. Look on Messenger. I wouldn't install it if I were you. But we need to uninstall it if you do. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, you tell me, you bastard. Well, it's literally the. Obviously, I installed it as well and I've been playing it. I thought, oh, fair enough. And then another brought out saying, like, obviously, the saves from the early access won't come over. And then there was like, uh, I think it was yesterday, there was like, oh, okay, you have to uninstall the whole game. The way it works, we just can't push out like a preload patch, you have to reinstall the whole thing. Oh, fuck's sake, like, so. Obviously, I know people who had like mods and stuff for the game and stuff had to delete all their mods yeah, as well because it won't be compatible now, so. Kind of funny. I'm trying to find the release time in the UK. What was it? Oh, I was going to say, uh... oh, the fucking that new Resident Evil films out now, that animated one. Like oh De- yeah, Dead I- Death Island or whatever it is. Dead Island, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's out now digital to buy over here. It's annoying. I put it on my wish list yesterday on Amazon because it was nine ninety nine. I was like, oh, I pick- might pick that up tomorrow. Fucking went on there today. Fucking fourteen quid. on for fuck's sake. I know. When what the fuck was it nine ninety nine yesterday? Now it's thirteen ninety nine. You fucking wankers. I was like, I must just fucking wait for the fucking physical Blu Ray to come out and just buy it physically. I mean, like getting digital when it's fucking cheaper. And it's what cheaper by a pound? Wow. A pound. Oh yeah. I hopefully it goes down in price again because the digital digital's got the four K copy, physical doesn't. So I'm hoping it goes mm. down back in price, and if it does, I might pick it up. So I was gonna buy it today. I was gonna, just gonna watch it before I jumped on with you. 
And then when I went to buy it, it was like thirty ninety nine. Fuck that. Audience score sixty nine percent. Well, Resident Evil, yeah, no. Got no critical score though, is it? No, no, I was gonna. There's no verified audience reviews. But then again, it's nice cinema, so I don't know how that one works. Yeah, it's straight to straight to DVD slash digital. Then again, Resident Evil films never have like a high rating anyway. No, not at all. I mean, the CG ones are probably the best ones. They're way better than the live action ones because they actually followed the characters from the games. And unlike the last live action one, they don't just clusterfuck the characters entirely. But don't get me wrong, I, like, I think the original movie franchise is like like popcorn flick. It's like one of those ones that, that, that they're quite bad, but they're guilty pleasure watchable. On If you've got nothing else to watch on the nights, whack your arm. Whereas the last one, they, they try to go, okay, we know what went wrong with this. Let's try and fix this by actually giving you characters, stuff from the story, you give you everything. And then they just kind of just fucked it themselves as well. They tried Capcom to, making games. Capcom making films. They tried to <laughs> they tried to like make like fucking Resident Evil one, two, and like fucking three into like one fucking. Ge- I think it's like one and two. They tried to mash into one fucking film. It's just like, just do one. Don't do fucking two. Just do fucking. Or if you're gonna start anywhere, just start on the second film. Like you've literally got the fucking PlayStation. Start on that and ignore every other fucking one and just be, make references to this happened here and then maybe do a fucking prequel about the fucking previous one. But then they just fucked themselves, and obviously, COVID didn't help. But basically, it just bombed. Yeah. But yeah. You figure anything, or I'm trying to look. Is anything news-wise? I don't think it really is anything mega. Got uh... ring in the rain. I love that video. <laughs> so he falls over and just slides across the floor. So I don't think... uh... Let's have a look. Is there anything? Did I see anything good here that may or may be? Uh, so EA teases new Battlefield game. No one cares. Last one sucked ass. Apparently, uh... Hogwarts Legacies are still the best selling game of this year. Yeah, but it's, think it's not the highest. It's not the highest rated game there this year, though, is it? So the best selling though. But then again, more people play it, more people are going to rate it up and down, aren't they? Oh, uh, you know the Magic the Gathering card, the yeah, ring, yeah, yeah. Lord of the Rings? Postman I brought that for 2.6 million. Oh. <laughs> so he owns it now. That's pretty cool. Well, cur- At least he actually plays the game. Zelda's currently the highest rated game of the year. Well, as always, Nintendo fanboy is going to rate yeah, it Yeah, followed by, the same followed, by last year. followed by Metroid Prime Remastered. Uh, followed by The Witcher 3 Complete Edition for Xbox Series X. Followed by Tetris Effect, PlayStation 5. To be fair, that game is good, to be fair. Followed by Resident Evil 4, Street Fighter 6, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Diablo 4, 5, sorry. What, 6? Uh, 4. four? Is it 4? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to jump over some of these because some of these are like, on there twice because it's different platforms. Oh, go um, go have a look at the Diablo Four, um, like Metacritic score nice. after the latest update. Like the 3. the 3. Uh, the user score, <laughs> yeah, it was at like a seven and eight or something, and then after the latest one, it's gone down so bad. 
I can't even see the fucking Hogwarts Legacy one on there. Is that far? 2.2. 2.2 is currently rated up by users. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Number 55. That's where that sits currently. Legacy. Number 50... What's the score then? 85. Still pretty good. Yeah, it's number 55. And that's just like, that's just the, that's the Xbox edition. The PlayStation edition six at 60, uh, number 62. And the PC edition at 70. I wonder where Baldur's Gate's going to come up to. <clears throat> comes out on PC tomorrow, comes out on PlayStation in September, and I'm pretty sure it comes out on Xbox like next year. It's a really far away. I said, I know PlayStation's next month. I saw like a thing on about it. I did see the statues on about as well. It's badass. Yeah, it does look pretty sick. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Um, is that everything there, Mr. Connor? I think that's everything. Right then. Uh, if you actually have seen the Tales movie, put it in the comments below uh, your thoughts on it. Uh, if you agree with Connor on the 8, if you agree with me on the 10, or if you sort of somewhere in between where the actual overall rating is currently sat uh, you know just give your opinions on it if you hated it if you loved it put it in the comments I'll also put the links to the old live action films of 2014 and the 2016 one I'll put them in the, uh, the description below because obviously me and Hayden did do those too um, yeah obviously you can check out the podcast on Spotify uh, Apple Podcast Audible your usual fucking sites for podcasts. And I think we were on about trying to do Baldur's Gate stream this week, because obviously we didn't do a stream last week because we yeah. didn't think of what to stream. But we're on about doing Baldur's Gate on Sunday. I might stream Saturday. I might... Uh, so we're on about we might all sit down and basically create characters together, might we? So we might stream Saturday uh, just a, a quick like hour of just basically making a character and then do an actual gameplay stream on Sunday, but we'll see when it comes to that. Or uh, even if we just do the intro on Saturday as well, see what we see what we can do. Yeah, it's like the main intro is like half an hour, an hour. Yeah, like basically do the start, basically make a character <clears> to the start of the game, then suddenly just jump into the actual bit more of the story. So yeah, we'll 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 see how it goes this weekend. How long it takes us all to install the game? <laughs> I'm just probably gonna put it on as soon as, it, as soon as it's available. Install. Uh, four in the afternoon, sort of region. It's going to be available, so. So basically, as soon as I wake up, it's basically going to be there. I'll be like, install. Yeah, just install it. Probably take yeah. like eight hours for you, maybe. Probably take about Wait, six. It took five. Took five and a half, I think, for the seventy-nine gig game. But that's yeah, pretty much that's, in, that's, that, that's including no one on the internet all day. Oh, okay. Because that's what. Because <laughs> I noticed when I was had it on installed the other day. And I was watching some on TV. It did put it back up to six odd hours, but then as soon as I turned the TV off and stopped streaming, it basically put it back down to a shorter install. So if that time is guaranteed someone going to be on, so I'm going to just basically have to do as much as I can. Might end up leaving it on during the night, yeah. Uh, and then I'll basically get Hayden when she installs it to basically leave it because I told her I'll plug in my fucking infinite cable into the back of her laptop so she'd be a lot quicker. So she's going to do it during the night when no one's in, so it'd be a lot quicker for her. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we hope you enjoyed, and I think next week it should be my solo Meg review. Ooh. So you get a week off, Connor. Yeah. So I, I was hoping to do it with Hayden. That's kind of going out the window. So it's now it's just me <laughs> reviewing the Meg Meg 
to the trench and just talking about shark movies. You can just stick a little picture of me like this the entire time. <laughs> it's just me talking about shark movies for fucking <laughs> like 30, 40 minutes. It's my favourite genre. My favourite and least favourite genre at the same time. Uh, but yes, Look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, it should be that next week. And then I think you might be still not then after that. I'm going to double check. It might be Alex then. Um, Alex. Where's my... Oh, I said it. I said Alex and it, my Alex is hard to come on. Yeah, it is. You, you, got, you, got another week, you got another week off, Connor. After that. You yeah. Got, you, got, you got two weeks off from podcasting. <laughs> and then you're back for whatever subject we can think of. Am I getting paid leave? Uh, No. <laughs> so yes, we hope you enjoyed our little turtles review and we shall hopefully see you next time. You Cow- sound man. Cowabunga dude. <laughs> God's sake. You're thinking it. You're thinking it. Bye. I'm not thinking cowabunga. <laughs>